morning, Abundant Life Church. My name is Aaron Walton. I'm one of the pastors here on staff. And as always, it is a joy and an honor to have the opportunity to speak with you today. Uh, today is going to be a little bit of a unique uh, service. We're calling this a blessing service. And I'll explain more about what that is in just a little bit. Uh, but for now, there's really just two things that we really want to see happen this morning. The first one is we just want to celebrate because we made it to 2022. Anybody out there? Come on. I mean, can you believe it, how crazy these last two years have been, let alone this last year? It has been nuts. And so before anything else happens, let's just take a second and give ourselves another round of applause. Come on, give that to them. You guys did it. We made it, and it's been crazy. The second thing that we want to do today, outside of just celebrating that, is that hopefully you will be reminded and this is hopefully something that happens every time we gather together, and, and hopefully it's something that you do every single day. But hopefully through the service today, you are reminded of the promises, the hope, and the truth that comes from a God that loves you. But before we get too far into this, let me just share with you a story. On March 19th, 2021, a day that will forever live in infamy for me. I received an email that day from a pastor, Mike Howerton. Maybe you might remember Mike was our interim pastor here before Pastor Gareth came on. And the email was an invitation for me to participate in a week-long men's discipleship experience in Montana. So the premise of this was people from all around the country would gather together on a 2,200-acre ranch in the middle of nowhere Montana, spend six days in time with solitude and quiet time with God, in conversation with the group and some intense teaching, and enjoying the, the beauty and the splendor and the wonder of Montana wilderness and nature. And the first thought that came to my mind when I read that email was, this sounds horrible, okay? <laughs> Sounded like torture. Absolutely not. I'm not going to spend a bunch of days with people I don't know out in the middle of nowhere. This sounds ridiculous. The actual first thought that came to my head, the actual authentic thought that came to my head, I'm not going to share with you uh, because we're in church and I don't want to be inappropriate. But I'll tell you this, I had no problem, no remorse deleting that email as quick as I could. And I didn't even like try to give like an email response of like, hey, thanks for the invite. I'll check my calendar. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk to my wife. I'll pray about it. You know, I didn't even say any of that. I just told them, absolutely not, delete, done, moving on. August 25th, 2021, another day that will forever live in infamy. I received a text message from one of our executive pastors here at ALC, Pastor Dave Prohl. Many of you might know him. And he sent me this text saying, hey, we need to have a meeting. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm the kind of person when I receive a text message like that, especially from someone of higher authority than me, I automatically assume the worst. And I'm like, all right, Dave's going to fire me. Like, I'm done. Like, he's like, let's just put Aaron out of his misery. Aaron, it's been a great time here at ALC, but it's time for you to move on. But instead, we spent about an hour just talking because he got to go on the same type of week-long experience in Montana uh, during the summer. And he sat me down and he said, Aaron, I just need you to know that this was amazing and I really, really, really think you should go. And I went, oh man, okay. So on October 10th, 
2021, another day that will forever live in infamy. I wake up at 3.30 in the morning to leave my house at 3.50 in the morning to arrive at Portland International Airport at 4.30 in the morning to make a flight to Montana at 6 a.m. Now, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, if you've ever done this, but this was the first time I'd ever had this experience where as I was driving from my home to the airport and I was calling out to God, praying out to God, please, Lord, let my flight be canceled. Lord, please let there be a delay and I get stuck somewhere in Seattle, Lord. Let my car break down in the, in the middle of the freeway. This would be awesome. Or let me get like caught in security because of too much toothpaste or something like that and they have to throw me in the brig for a couple days. You know, like that would be awesome. Because even though I agreed to go and even though I listened to the counsel of the people in my life, there was a part of me that just didn't really want to do this. Just was like... <sighs> Do I really want to go out and meet all these new people and be out in the middle of nowhere? And here's a picture of the first day in Montana. Check this out. So as we, as we went through this experience, the first thing was we gathered together as a group and the main leaders sat us all down and we just kind of had an opportunity to share a little bit of our story of who we were. And then they asked us this question. They said, what are you looking for? Basically, why are you here? Like, why are you on this trip? What is it that you want God to do for you this week? What is it that you want God to show up and help be a part of? Like, what's going on in your life? What are the struggles? What are the, the frustrations? What are the challenges that you are experiencing that you want God to show up big in this week? And so just for me to be transparent with you today, I just want to share with you the things that were going through my heart and my mind as they asked that question, as I sat there with a bunch of strangers going, what am I doing here? Why is this happening? This is freaky. And this is what I felt. First thing I could honestly say was I felt emotionally exhausted, right? This last year, let alone these last two years has been really, really hard for a lot of different reasons, but especially obviously what's going on in the world, but also all the change and the transition, the ups and the downs here at Abundant Life, it has been extremely hard. And it felt like it just kept going and it get, was more and more busy and more and more things were changing and just, it was tough. And so I got to the point many times that I just felt emotionally spent, right? Maybe I was running on fumes or running on empty. And I just didn't know how much more I could do. The second thing that I felt, the honest feeling, was I felt weak, Right now, like life's always been crazy, right? These last two years have been obviously exceptionally crazy, but life's always been tough. There's always been challenges. There's always been heartbreak. There's always been scary things that have happened in this world. But for me, I just felt like this weakness in my soul that when these things were happening, I didn't have the ability to process them or to respond well or to be okay with them. Everything was making a really big impact because I didn't have that defense. I didn't have that strength to say, it's gonna be okay. And as many times in my life, I've said this and cried out to God, but I felt it exactly. I was pleading for him for some kind of direction. God, help me figure this out. Like, I don't know what to do. For me, when I go through change, like, I've learned to appreciate it, but it's hard for me. And I kind of go through, like, an identity crisis of, like, who am I and what am I doing? What's going on? And so I was experiencing that of, like, I just don't know what the next 
what's going to happen, what my role is, what, what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing, it all was confusing. And so let me ask you this. As we enter into 2022, as you have gathered here today with whatever you're thinking, whatever you're feeling, let me ask you this. What are you looking for this year? Another way of saying it is, is why are you here? Like, what is it that you're hoping God's going to do in your life this day, this week, this month, or this year? Is there some area in your life that you can pinpoint, that you can look at and say, I need to deal with this. I need to fix this. Or maybe today is just an opportunity for you to be as honest with yourself as possible and say, this is what I'm feeling. This is the hurt that I've experienced. This is the burden that's still holding me down. What are you looking for this year? Now, I want you guys to be really proud of me, okay? I really want you guys to be proud of me because I did something in Montana that I have not done in a very long time. And I did something by my own free will. I made the choice to do this. Nobody forced me to do it. Are you ready to hear what I did? You're going to hear it and you guys are just going to burst out in thunderous applause. You're going to be so proud of me. And I'm not saying I'm a hero, but was this heroic? It might as well been. I want you guys to know that I went on a hike. Like I said, I'm not a hero, okay? I'm not a hero. I'm just a man trying to make my way through this galaxy. Okay. But I went on a couple hikes, okay? So the, the, the idea was you spend a lot of time uh, kind of with God, quiet time with God. And then you'd have group discussion with the other guys in the group. And then you'd have teachings. You'd take a lot of notes. You'd teach about God, the character of God, you know, faith, all this kind of stuff. And so as part of the quiet time with God that we had all throughout the day, we were allowed to go out and explore this 2,200-acre ranch. And so I decided, you know what? I'm here. I'm out here. I might as well make the most of it. So... I'm going to go for a hike. And as you knew, if you know me, you know that I don't go on hikes. I would never choose to go on a hike. But it was such an opportunity that I knew people back here would be like, you didn't go on a hike? What are you doing? I'm like, fine, I'll go. So I bundled up. And let me tell you, it was cold, okay? It was like 20 degrees out there. And many times it was snowing. And so I bundled myself up and I went on a couple hikes. The first one, complete and total disaster. Almost died, you know, halfway through it. I'm like breathing heavily going, this is not good. They're going to find me here somewhere. I'm going to just be abandoned here. But the second one was awesome. I didn't go crazy. I just walked through and found this beautiful little hill that I walked up to. And here's what I saw. And so what I did was I went on this little hike, nothing crazy, found this spot and was just overwhelmed by the beauty. And again, I'm not a big nature guy. I'm not a big outdoors guy, but this struck me in such a way that I had never experienced before of just seeing God's creation and going, wow. So I stopped and I sat down right on this hill and I opened up my Bible and I just started reading. I just picked up from where I left off the last time that I read, which was a couple days before. And I just started reading through the scripture. Nothing, not a lot. Just took a chapter and just read it a couple times and then just sat there quietly by myself in the presence of God. And the word that God gave me, the chapter that I read was Isaiah 58. And here's the verse that stuck out at me, that jumped out at me as I'm sitting in this beautiful area, looking at this amazing sight, opening up God's word. This was the scripture he gave me, Isaiah 58, 11. The Lord will always lead you, satisfy you in a parched land, and strengthen 
your bones. I could not have ever dreamt of, I could not have thought of a better reminder of the promises, the hope, and the truth that I have found in the living God than Isaiah 58, 11. Remember everything that I said, I was exhausted. I was weak. I was crying out to God for direction. And I was given Isaiah 58 as a reminder that this God that I love, that I try to serve, that I'm trying my best to figure this out, he will always lead me. No matter what happens, no matter how crazy things get, the God that I believe in, he will always lead me. And as he leads me, what is he gonna do? He's gonna, he's gonna satisfy me even though I feel parched, even though I feel spread thin, even though I'm emotionally exhausted, he is going to renew me. And as he renews me, as he leads me, he's going to strengthen me in a way that I could never strengthen myself. He's literally gonna strengthen the core of who I am because that is the kind of God that I serve. This is an amazing and beautiful moment in my life that I'll never forget. And so I've claimed that scripture every day since. And I say it to myself and I've memorized it and I recite it over and over again because I need to be reminded of that truth. And so today, before we walk into the blessing part of this service, I wanna give you a couple encouragements, just a couple things to think about real quick as we look at this day, as we start this new year with all of its unknowns, with all of its challenges that are gonna happen, with all of the hard things that we're gonna walk through because we are gonna walk through hard things, Here's a couple of things, a couple of lessons that I learned from my time in Montana that I want to give you as you head into this year, wherever you might be in your faith. And here's the first one. Take responsibility for your walk with God. You need to take responsibility for your relationship with the living God. No one's going to do it for you. I think for the longest time, I was waiting for somebody to see me in my pain, see me in my exhaustion, see how hard things were, that they came in and they said, oh, Aaron, we're so sorry. Let's take all this off your plate and let's fix all your problems. Wave the magic wand and everything was gonna be good. And obviously that wasn't happening because nobody can come in and solve all your problems for you. But the one thing that we can control, the one thing that we can do is how we pursue after God, how we pursue after Jesus. Now, again, God's going to place people in your life, friends and family, sometimes strangers that are going to give you moments of clarity, give you wisdom. They're going to give you encouragement. Do not forsake those moments. Embrace the people that love you and want what's best for you. Like Dave Prohl is someone that I love and, and thankfully he loves me. And so he was willing enough to spend time in his day to say, Aaron, I went on this experience. and I think you should go on it too. He didn't make me do it. He didn't force me to go, but as a friend, he encouraged me, you should go on this. And because I trust him and because I appreciate his encouragement, I took that and I said, okay. I talked to my wife. She did the same thing. I think you should go. I think this might be a helpful thing. And I'm like, ah. but I still had to make that choice. I still had to take that step and do something totally uncomfortable, something totally hard. Again, don't get me wrong. It was exhausting. It wasn't an easy week. You're starting at seven in the morning. You're going to nine o'clock at night and it's go, go, go. But I remember coming away with this peace and this refreshing that I had not experienced in a very long time. So take responsibility for your relationship with God. It is the most important thing you can do in this next year. Number two, discover the disciplines 
that create intimacy between you and God. When I say disciplines, that's just a fancy way of saying spiritual pursuits or spiritual practices that allow you to connect with God. There's a lot. There's a, there's a long list Disciplines, there's reading scripture, there's prayer, there's fasting, there's serving others, there's worship, there's all kinds of different things that we can do that allow us to connect with God. Find what works for you. Find what excites you, what ignites a passion inside of you. What is it that you can do on a daily basis to build that relationship with God, to pursue after him, to be reminded of who he is and how much he loves you? Because here's the beauty, here, and here's one of the great truth nuggets that I took away from Montana that I want to give to you. And this is so simplistic. We all know this, but I think we need to be reminded of it today as we head into this new year. We spend time with Jesus. Why? So that we can become more like Jesus. So we begin to look more, act more, speak more, react more like Jesus did. Why? So when the crazy things happen in this world, when the twists and the turns, when the chaos and the confusion surround us, we respond like Jesus did. Again, it's so simplistic, but that's the core of this relationship with God. Our faith, this Christianity that we talk about, we spend time with Jesus, however that looks, in prayer, in worship, in reading of his word. Why? So that through those disciplines, through that pursuit, we begin to be transformed in his image. Our identity becomes that of Christ Jesus, as it says in scripture. So that when things take place in our life, when the tragedy comes, when the hard moments come, it's not gonna be perfect, it's not gonna be all resolved, but we respond to them like Jesus did. That is the beauty. For me, the disciplines that just like I was amazed by was silence and solitude. Being out there in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of Montana, with nobody else around me, And no sound. You couldn't hear any other sound of civilization. It was just you and nature. Those two things were so powerful because I'm not used to that. I'm not used to being by myself, let alone being in moments of silence. And so all that was, was just me and God. And I didn't need to fill it up with a bunch of things. I didn't need to cry out to him. I just sat there and I just recognized God is with me and he's gonna lead me and he's gonna satisfy me. And he's going to strengthen me because that's what his word says. And the God that I believe in lives up to what he says. Third thing, and I'm not saying any discipline or pursuit is better or worse than any other ones. They're all important. But I will say this. Dedicate time every single day to the reading and the memorization of God's word. Like that's something that we talk a lot about in kids' church, right? Memorize your Bible verses. But I'm telling you, that is important for us to do in big church here, okay? That every day we open up God's word. We might not always understand all of it. It might be hard, but especially the New Testament, especially the story of Jesus. We need to be reading that every single day and allowing it to be a part of our minds and our bodies and our lives as we memorize it and then claim it every day for ourselves. It is so important because through God's word, we are reminded of his faithfulness. We're reminded of his character, his love for us. And literally, the scripture can actually rewrite your brain, rewrite your heart. It can allow you to deal with the things, the hard things, the difficult things, the challenging things of this world in a way that nothing else can. And so every day I have a list of scriptures that I recite to myself every single day. Why? Because I need to be reminded of them. Ephesians three fourteen through 21 says this, 
And for this reason, I bow my knee before the Father from whom every family on heaven and earth is made. I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in the spirit and that the Messiah may dwell in your heart through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, can comprehend together with all the saints the breadth and the width and the height and the depth to know the Messiah's love that surpasses all knowledge so that you may be filled to all the fullness of God. And to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask and think according to the power that works in you. To him be the glory in Jesus and in the church for all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I claim that scripture every day. Why? Because I need to be reminded that the love that God has for me, the love that I've experienced through his son, Jesus Christ, and the sacrifice that he made on the cross, I need to be reminded of the breadth and the width and the height and the depth of that love. I need to claim that that love surpasses everything, surpasses all knowledge. Nothing compares to the love of God. And that love will fill me to all the fullness. It will give me everything that I need. And how awesome is it that God is going to do above and beyond, the scripture says, above and beyond anything that I could even ask or think according to the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of me. This is the truth. This is God's faithfulness. This is his beautiful reminder that we can experience every single day. And because of that, and because of this beautiful gift that God has given us, we're gonna enter into a time of blessing. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with this idea of blessings, right? All throughout scripture, especially in the Old Testament, you saw moments where God would speak blessings upon his people. You also saw moments where individuals would speak blessings to each other, sometimes kings to nations, sometimes person to person, priests to the people that they were caring for. And these were basically these verbal, like kind of, pronouncements, right? It was these verbal kind of declarations of good on somebody else. And all throughout scripture, they were a part of it. God was saying, I want to bless you. Now, here's the cool thing. Here's the really cool thing that for us that we get to experience today. God has fulfilled his promise of blessings because of Jesus Christ. Because we have been given the gift of life, because we have been given Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and because of his sacrifice and the grace that he showed us on the cross, we can experience the blessings that God has been promising people for generations every single day. You guys remember Christmas? Remember Christmas was just a couple weeks ago? What are the things we talked about during the Advent season? We talked about hope. We talked about peace. We talked about love. We talked about joy. These are not things that we someday may achieve. These are not just momentary ideas that sound nice. These are present realities that we can experience every single day because they have come in the presence of Jesus Christ. They have come in the person of Jesus. And because we have been given this gift of being in his presence and inviting him into our life, we can experience these blessings every single moment that we have breath in our lungs. So today, let us be reminded and let us celebrate the truth of God's love for us, his faithfulness, his hope, 
his truth, and his promises as we receive his blessings. Not my blessings, not our blessings, but the blessings from God. And so here's what we're gonna do. We've selected six passages of scripture that we're calling blessings today. And I've asked a couple people to help me with this. They're gonna come up and they're gonna read blessings upon us as a church and as a church family. And so what they're gonna do is they're gonna read one passage of scripture and then there's just a quick little thought that they're gonna complement to that scripture that they're gonna read. And then they're just gonna take a pause and we're just gonna take a second to catch our breath and receive that blessing. Hopefully as you made your win today, you saw a card like this on your chair or somewhere around. If you haven't, we can try to find you one. It's all spread out, but see if you can find one of these. I'd encourage you to do one of two things. One, just read through the blessings as they are read to you. The other thing you can do is just close your eyes and receive it yourself. But this is our opportunity as a church and as a church family to receive God's blessing for us as we head into this next year with all of its unknown, with all of the challenges that are still present, with our own personal burdens that we are carrying. Let us receive God's word, his promise of truth and hope and faithfulness today so that as we enter into this year, Maybe you can claim the same scripture that I did, that, that the God of the universe is gonna continually lead you. He's gonna satisfy you even when you feel parched. And he's gonna strengthen your bones. So I've invited Pastor David to come up to read our first blessings. And after that, Pastor Laura, our student ministries pastor, will read the next two. Our first blessing is from the book of James, chapter 1, verse 12. It says this. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Throughout the Bible, book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, we find repeatedly the promise that perseverance is rewarded that when we stand the test, that when we get to the other side, that God meets us at the other side and gives us, as James so eloquently says, the crown of life. See, perseverance under trial results in richer living, deeper living, closer to God living. But to affirm that God uh, rewards perseverance is not the same thing as as saying that God causes every test, that God um, issues every trial, that they're all caused by God. Sometimes bad things just happen. But we know that when we have problems, God will meet us at the other side and rewards us when we stick it out. Let's consider that blessing. Our second blessing comes from James chapter one, verse five. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Church, may you know that God is faithful and promises a generous supply of wisdom to you and to me just from asking. In 2022, the blessing that you receive comes uh, through humbling ourselves and simply asking God for discernment 
and wisdom as we walk through life. May you be blessed with this knowledge. May it sink deep. May it take root in you, this knowledge that God desires and delights in giving you you wisdom, giving you discernment, guiding you through life and finds no fault in you. Our next blessing comes from the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 9, verses 10 and 11. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. This year, may you see this scripture fulfilled in your life. We know that God is the one who provides the resources, the strength, the opportunities for our own increase. But in the exact same way, he will increase generosity in our hearts and in our spirit. Through you, many will be blessed. And as a result, they will give thanks to God. Let's take a moment and receive this blessing. Isaiah 52, seven says, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news. The good news of peace and salvation, the news that the God of Israel reigns. I think we can all agree that we are inundated by news. There is so much news that we can't even consume, but what is it worth? So this year, may you be blessed with spirit-enhanced senses that see the good news that others might overlook, that you may smell the scent of God's presence where others only sense the staleness of life. Hear the sounds of peace and salvation to which others may be deaf. And may the word of God leave a sublime taste on your lips that lingers throughout this entire year. Blessing number five. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that anyone who believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. John 3:16. This year, may you know, feel, and experience how deeply our Heavenly Father loves you. God willingly gave the ultimate sacrifice for you so that by accepting his gift, you would know him, love him, and live forever with him. Be confident, knowing you are a child of God, valued as his rightful heir and a vital member of his family.
Blessing number six. The faithful love of God never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. Blinders are used on horses to keep them focused solely on which is directly in front of them. It would seem natural for the author of the book of Lamentations to be similarly restricted to his or her focus to only see the problems. But this writer has the blinders removed and takes the whole sweep of reality, which includes the God who is faithful. May you know the blessings of the Spirit's blinder removal surgery, and may you find your hope in nothing less than the Lord of our inheritance. So a couple things I want to encourage you as we close our time. First thing is I'd encourage you to take this card with you today. If you don't have one, go and find one and put it somewhere that you might see it. Put it in your pocket. Put it on your dashboard. Tape it to the window. And just allow yourself to be reminded of these promises, of this truth, of this hope that God wants you to experience today, tomorrow, and every day. I'd also encourage you, if you are so bold, it's to memorize these and allow the words of God to literally echo in your head and in your mind. And what we're going to do is now is we're going to end in a time of worship. And so we have one more worship song that we're going to sing. And it's entitled, The Blessing, which is a song written based off one of the more famous blessings in all of Scripture in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. And so here we are as one church family, not worrying about anything else that's going to happen tomorrow or the next day or what's going to happen either later today. But as we enter into this new year with everything that we're carrying, with everything that we're wrestling through, with the journey that you are on, the hope that we have here today, the hope that we as your church staff, your ALC staff wishes for you, is that you would daily, every moment, feel the presence of God around you. That you would feel his arms literally surrounding you. And through that love and through that promise of his presence, that you would be empowered with the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit would continue to cultivate hope, peace, love, and joy in your life every single day so that you may have the blessings just poured out on you every moment, every breath that you take. And through that Holy Spirit and through the presence of God in your life that you would be transformed in the image of Jesus Christ. I pray that you would spend time with Jesus so that you would become more like Jesus so that you can respond to this world and all of its chaos like Jesus. So as we end, and as I show you one more picture, let me just speak these words unto you today. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Make his face shine upon you. 
and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Pray with me. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this moment. And I thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, in my life. And through the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, today and tomorrow, I can experience the hope, the peace, the love, and the joy that comes through your Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray that we would receive your blessings today as a church. Lord, that you would allow us to claim your scripture, claim your word, claim the truth of who you are upon our burdens, upon our fears and the challenges that we are going through. Lord, we know this year will not be perfect. We know things are gonna get bad. Things are gonna get rough. Things are gonna be challenging. But today, we receive your blessings and we receive your word as we allow your Holy Spirit and your son, Jesus Christ, to surround us today. We thank you, Lord, and we give you all the glory and praise. Amen. I want to invite you to stand together, and I, you can do a couple things here. You can sing along. You can worship. You can just stand there and listen to the words, but wherever you are, I'd encourage you maybe to do this at one point in the song, and as an act of receiving, receive the word of God and this last blessing for you today.
upon a thousand generations your family and your children and their children and their children his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children 